Hello and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. I'm the show's host and creator. Thanks so much for joining for a very special uh, episode and one that I, I think will be very informative. Um, if you're interested in learning more and taking a deeper dive into your health and um, really taking ownership of what you're doing in the gym and how to shape and mold your body um, and get the physique that you're ideally looking for um, and help support some longevity over time. So today I'm going to teach you how you can design your own workout program and hopefully too you can um, walk away from the the episode feeling a little bit of um, like thankfulness or maybe empathy for your your personal trainers out there because um, I know a lot of the times they can get not like a bad rap but um, sometimes people are like well it, it can't be that hard to create a program um, well designing a program is actually super challenging especially when you're tailoring it specifically to everyone's needs mobility um, injury age performance um, there's a lot of nuances that we're gonna go over today that you have to take into consideration when you're creating a program. So we're going to start at the very, very basics from the beginning and then get into some technical terminology at the end of the episode if you are interested in um, really understanding all of the mechanics that go into working out in the gym and getting your physique. So even if you aren't going to write your own program, this is a great insight into what a coach does. Like I said, every time they give you a personalized program so you can understand like what we do and what goes into um, a program when we give it to you. It shouldn't be and it usually isn't just like made up in our head. Um, Every exercise, every movement has a very defined purpose. So it can be really challenging um, and and understandably so overwhelming when trying to create your own training program, even for a seasoned um, fitness professional like myself. Uh, you run into lots of different challenges, right? Um, online, there's a lot of endless workout information out there, um, and everyone in the fitness industry is going to have an opinion on what you should do you know, what exercises you should do, what you shouldn't do, frequency, um, and so on. And it can get kind of loud. And then you end up being like paralyzed of, well, I don't really know what to even do now because people say walking is bad or this type of movement isn't good. Um, Everyone is going to try and claim that they have the best and most optimal program or movement or specific form this way or that way. And at the end of the day, most of that... Um, is bullshit because a program needs to be tailored to you. Um, your femur might be long. Or your femur is like the the top, the biggest bone in your leg. So from your knee up to your hip. Um, and that's going to change your mobility when doing a squat, for example. Everyone is um, has, has different needs when it comes to programs. And so really be mindful of information that you're consuming online um, because it's not being tailored to you. And that type type of dogmatic thinking is where we can really get into trouble. So just keep that in mind when you're browsing the web. Um, Also, a lot of people like to claim that they are like fitness influencers or even personal trainers. Maybe they have a certification. That doesn't make them a good program writer. Honestly, you can be a good personal trainer and take a program and train someone on that program really, really well. But that doesn't mean that you're good at writing programs. Um, And so that's something to keep in mind as well. Like if you're going for, um, you know, optimal training or you're trying to get a certain goal in the gym, like um, maybe you want to get into powerlifting or something like that, then you want to get into specialized programs and specialized training um, and, and seek out those professionals who have done a deep dive Um, into those different areas of study. So the only way you're going to get, honestly, the most optimal training program for your goal um, is if you dedicate a shit ton of time to studying things like biomechanics, strength training and conditioning, um, and and much, much more. 
Or you can find a coach, like I said, who's knowledgeable enough um, for the goals that you're looking to achieve. And, and that's where the value of a coach comes into play. And if you can't afford it, that's okay. There's lots of free information like the podcast I'm providing you out there. Um, and no matter what, you can grow in the gym and um, have a really healthy, uh, nice looking physique on your own. You don't need a personal trainer, but it does help you get to your goal um, usually easier and quicker. So hiring a strength training coach or hiring a bodybuilding coach, they're, they're going to get you very, very different results because those are two different types of um, training styles. So this kind of leads us into where to start. Um, our first topic when looking to get into the gym and focus on getting the physique that you're looking for is goal setting. So we need to set a reasonable goal for yourself. So what's your goal? Is it strength? Is it performance? Is it getting into the gym just as a whole? Maybe, maybe you have a hard time getting into um, the gym or being consistent in the gym? Is it learning to love being in the gym a little bit more? Maybe getting a walk-in every day? There's a difference um, between all of that and really too, in addition to maintaining what that overall, that biggest goal is that you are going to want to overcome, um, within that there's a difference between a physique goal and a performance goal. And I think it's very important to include both in your gym routine. Um, most people go to the gym to solely be focused on what they look like. Um, and this is a sure way to get all of the fun sucked out of the gym. So that's why we need to set other goals beyond just a physique goal. So setting something like a performance goal as well um, so that you can maintain more consistency in the gym. So I recommend doing like a strength goal. Maybe you want to hit a certain number on a squat or get a chin up, um, do a push up or do 10 push ups. Um, and even just being consistent in the gym is a great performance metric to track and keep yourself accountable to to start. So um, that's also where your personal trainer, if you hire one, that's where they would start because that's going to be the foundation of your training program, right? And so there's a huge difference between exercise and training. Um, so exercise is just moving your body, getting your heart rate up. Um, and while this is very important, exercise is really, really important in addition to your training. Um, we, we really if we want to improve our physique, get healthy, um, gain muscle, you need to train. And specifically, I would recommend strength training. Um, so that's where all of this will come together of trying to reach those specific performance goals um, or strength goals so that we can create a training program that will um, achieve those goals. So um, specifically, if you also, like I've said, strength training is a great way to get the physique that you're looking for with nutrition in mind. Always the two are going to go hand in hand forever and ever and ever until the end of time. That's never going to change. So when it comes to nutrition, um, you really have to ask yourself if you want to achieve the physique that you are looking for, how much sacrifice do you want to make in achieving your goals? Because um, that's really going to help support um, in your training. Your nutrition is going to help support in your training. And if you don't want to make a lot of sacrifice around strength and performance, then it is going to take longer to lose that body fat um, and get the physique that you're looking for. Um, maybe that's due to you have a, a maybe a surplus of caloric intake um, or, you know, you're not eating enough. Um because nutrition really does affect your training and it does go hand in hand. So the only time we would change nutrition um, is when our training changes. So if you are in um, a deficit, for example, it's going to be much harder 
to build muscle as fast as if you were in a surplus. Um, now say your, your primary goal was, okay, maybe I'm willing to put um, my physique on the back burner and um, I'm not, like I don't need to focus on um, immediately getting the fat off. Um, then you could say, I have a performance goal where I wanna deadlift, you know, at least my body weight or one and a half times my body weight, two times my body weight, um, which are great goals to strive for, then you would say, I'm going to maybe eat at maintenance, sacrifice a little bit of time for um, getting like as lean as possible, getting a lower body fat, um, because I really want to improve my strength and I want to feel strong. I want to feel good. And I want to quote unquote, get toned. A lot of people are looking for that, but you can't be toned if you have nothing underneath to reveal. Um, so you want to build some muscle. You're willing to maybe be even in a surplus, gain a little bit of weight on the scale. Maybe um, you'd gain a lot of muscle, maybe a little bit of fat, and then go into a fat loss phase. Those are all goals that you need to keep in mind when it comes to creating your training program. Because if you aren't fueling your training program, you aren't going to achieve it. And so that could even mean, okay, I'm really wanting to focus on a fat loss phase, right? That is totally fine. You wanna have fat loss right off the rip. That might mean that you're not putting a performance goal of deadlifting 200 pounds um, or 300 pounds or 400 pounds. Maybe you're saying, I just want to try deadlifting as a whole and maintain my muscle mass um, while I'm cutting fat. Why? Because the reality is when you're eating in a deficit, you're not going to have as much energy in the gym um, to build muscle. You're also not going to recover as fast sometimes. Um, but there are nuances here and there of how we can support that. Um, and that's getting like really, really deep for optimal nutrition and training. Um, today, we're going to focus on just how to even create a training program for, for yourself. So, but keeping that in mind, um, when you are maybe have some, a coach give you, um, a, like a, a program and you're like, oh, why are we starting off with a deload week? Or why are we not trying to lift as hard as we possibly can? Well, that might be because of the goals that you set in place um, and make sure that you touch base with your trainer um, that you are still achieving those goals. So what a big question is, what do I need to do to lose body fat? What exercises are fat burning? Um, that's what a lot of people kind of start off with when they're looking to create their program or get a program from a coach. Um, and the reality is that every single exercise um is going to help you lose body fat. All at the end of the day, any movement is going to support your fat loss stage. Um, but exercise isn't a primary function of burning fat. Um, eating in a calorie deficit is what's going to make you lose body fat. So it really doesn't matter what program you do, right? Like there, there is optimization here and there for how you want to look. But at the end of the day, consistency and a calorie deficit um, are what are going to bring you your fat loss goals and your physique. I would much rather you take a program that's maybe not as optimally designed and do it for six months, um, you know, day in and day out and, and keep up your walking and, and be consistent with your calorie deficit rather than spend, you know, an entire month or six weeks just doing sprinkle this, sprinkle that, barely doing anything or, you know, spending so much time ruminating on what is the most optimal, what is the most perfect um, training and not getting anywhere and not being consistent for anything at all. Because the reality is for most anything, um, any movement in the gym is going to bring you um, your your physique goals. Most people, like I've said in the past, 50% of people in America aren't even exercising. So any type of exercise is going to bring you some results. Um, and really, you could do a training program if you're fresh, you're your baby brand new to the gym in the sense of strength training programs. Um, you could look up something online and do anything for two years and build on that. 
um, and get stronger in that before you would need to even specialize your training and you'd still see results there. So out of the rip, before you start a program, do a program that you can commit consistency to that you can also support with your nutrition um, and set realistic expectations for yourself there. Because the reality is most of the pictures that clients show me of, well, this is what I want to look like, or, you know, this is the body fat percentage that I want to have. That transformation takes years, years, not months, not weeks. Um, Not even like just not even talking about the scale moving, just talking about like a body transformation, seeing muscle definition, growing muscle in the gym. Um, the people that you're looking up to, but two things are either really genetically inclined and have been been so their entire life and have supported that lifestyle. So they've never experienced a phase of maybe mild obesity or, you know, any even being overweight um, or secondary. <laughs> they've been training for five, six, seven years, or they were an athlete in middle school, high school and trained in college. Um, and setting realistic expectations of yourself of what you can do and maintain with your lifestyle um, is really, really important. What you can be consistent at, because this is going to be a lifestyle change forever and ever. You also don't have to train like an hour, you know, or three or four hours every day. Um, something even starting out with 30 minutes commitment in the gym three to four times a week is plenty is enough um, as long as you can maintain it forever and ever and ever. So Now let's really get into um, the nitty gritties of designing your program for you. Um, And we're going to talk about like beginner to advanced. Really, this is going to be more tailored to uh, beginner training. And I can do a a more advanced episode later as well if if people um, are interested in that. But beginner training, um, and some people who think they are advanced might actually be beginners. Um, and that's between you, yourself, and your trainer. Um, but a lot of people think that they have been training for, like maybe they're an advanced lifter, um, when they're not because they haven't been training as hard or pushing themselves as hard um, or being as consistent or doing designated training blocks or splits. Um, and that's yeah. So just take this, absorb it, um, listen to all the information that I have to, to offer, um, and hopefully it will be helpful in creating a guide that works the best for you. So beginner, this might be someone who struggles to get into the gym at all. Um, so like, where do we start for your programming? Like I said earlier, just going to the gym consistently. I would recommend just walking. Like look at the gym, like look at the gym, walk in the gym, um, get comfortable with the layout of the gym, um, learn where the bathroom is, um, you know, get comfortable recognizing what weights are what, um, where are they? Okay, you see, like, oh, that's a deadlift platform, that's a squat rack. Those are dumbbells. Those are free weights. That's a leg press. Um, And watching other people lift and just getting familiar with the gym while you walk on the treadmill, look around. Um, And then beginner, that's like the baby, baby beginner. And then still in, in the beginning, like novice lifter. So you've never lifted before. Or again, like I said, maybe you've lifted a little bit, but not on a specific strength training Um program would be getting past that phase, right? So that person's performance goal would have been just to go to the gym um, and get familiarized with it. And once you get past that and you're okay with going to the gym um, and you're still like, I have no what to, I have no idea what to do. That's when you can step into your strength training performance goal. And at the end of the day, even even someone who is an advanced lifter, who's been on a program lifting for a few years, the goal should be let's get super fucking strong um, because that's going to support the best health of your life. It's going to make you feel amazing. I'm going to support longevity, um, bone density, all those things for the rest of your life. So splits that we can do in program design. So um, learning program design, all that like that big word is, is learning to master something um, to completion. So like I said, setting a goal and learning to get there and master it. So let's start by talking about frequency. 
Um, and all that frequency means is how many times are you going to go? How many times are you going to train? Um, usually people like to do week blocks uh, in the gym. You don't have to do week block training. You can do nine days block training. You could do any type of block training you want to do, but most people designate their life from week to week. Um, so this is where you have to decide what works best for you. What are you going to be able to maintain and never miss? So usually, tr traditionally, we have three options. You can do um, two days a week, three days a week, or four days a week of training. And really, you're going to see great results at all of those phases. Um, and uh, I train, just because people are curious, for an advanced lifter, I train anywhere from four to five days a week, depending on my training block um, and what my goals are. So when I was uh, really focused on powerlifting and getting really, really fucking strong, yeah, I would be training it like five times a week um, just because that's how the blocks that I had were. Um, also, the more advanced of a lifter that you get, the more you're going to have to do to get stronger because of adaptation, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. So what would uh, two days a week look like? I would recommend doing full body both days that you choose to lift. Um, and full body means full body. So you're doing upper and lower. And we'll break down what those two days um, can look like in, in a minute. Um, a lot of people are going to ask, can I actually see results with two days a week, full body, 45 minutes in the gym? Yeah. If you're going from absolutely nothing to two days of full body, yeah, you're going to see a lot of results with con being consistent with that um, and a lot of growth. Now, does that mean both of those days are going to be a lot of volume? So um, like a lot of stuff going on in those days? Yeah, because it's your entire body. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff. And so, yes, will 45 minutes bring you results? Yes. What I recommend trying to push to an hour because you're only getting in the gym two days a week. Yeah, I would try and make the most of those two times you can get to the gym. But don't beat yourself up if you can only do two 45-minute sessions a week. That is a lot um, when you're going from nothing. And in addition to that, of course, that's not including steady-state cardio. I would recommend daily walks to anyone, whether that's for physical or mental health. Okay, three days a week. What should that look like? I would recommend that you do. You start off the week with a, a, um, a lower body day. And the reason we start off with a lower body day is we're always in our program design going to start off with the most energy exertion at the beginning of the training block because we're the most fresh, we're the most recovered, and that's where we can put in the most work. Then the second day, you do an upper body day. Um, again, while we've done our lower body, maybe you take one day off um, in between that as active rest and recovery. You do your upper body day. Um, this is where you're going to focus on the other big block upper upper body movements um, like bench press or something like that. And then the third day, you're going to do a full body day. So within that training block, you are hitting every single body part four times a week. In the two days a week training block, you're hitting every single body part four days a week. Do you see like a pattern that we're creating here? So on that third full body day, it's going to feel brutal because you've just spent in your training block um, the, during the week already doing lower body and upper body. So you're going to go into that full body day um, a little bit um, like not going to be able to do max, you know, max this, max that. That's okay. The point is to get in those repetitions, to get in that consistency, get that mind-muscle connection, and get what's called progressive overload, which we'll talk about in a minute as well. So like I said, at the beginning of the week, you're going to want to put in as much max work as you possibly can because you know by the end of the week, you're going to have put stress on your central nervous system, which is just the thing that keeps your body functioning, um, to the point where you're going to need recovery and rest. And that is important as well. 
So four day a week training block should look like lower body, upper body, lower body, upper body. And we'll break that down as well. So again, you have hit every single group, main group of um, body movements and functions four times a week. So you create that pattern of behavior. And really, um, most novice lifters um, shouldn't, don't need to do more than four um, four like blocks a, a week um, because you have what is really like called novice gains. So um, when you're just starting out, your brain is going to send those um, neurological receptors um, to have the most amount of adaptation um, when you're just starting out of lifting. Um, and so your body's going to have the best reaction to stress when you first start something versus later on when you're an advanced lifter. You have to get a little bit more unique with your training. Um, so how, like I said, a big question is, but how am I going to lay out those days? Well, each day that you have a training session, you always want, so this is like you've got to the gym, you've warmed up. What's going to be your first thing that you do when when you get there is you always want to focus on the hardest compound lift first. And all that a compound lift is, is the key movement. So you've got um, like a deadlift is a compound lift because yes, even though it's lower body focused, you still engage things like your lats, which is a, a muscle group on your back um, when you are deadlifting. So it's compound, it's using multiple um parts throughout the body. So can in some people's minds be considered a full body movement. Um, another compound lift would be an overhead press because you are engaging your core in addition to using um, your shoulders, your triceps, your um, back. It's more than just an isolation movement like a bicep curl. Um, a squat is a compound lift. Even I would say a bent over row um, could be considered a compound lift. A bench press is a compound lift. So something that is using multiple muscle groups um, that is going to exhaust you the most because you're using the most energy in muscle groups um, right out of the gate. So you want to be the most fresh uh, for the hardest splits. So you want to focus on doing that harder work towards the beginning of your training block or at the week, which we just kind of talked about, but as well as doing it when you're um, as your first movement when you get into the gym. So when you're first starting out in the gym, you aren't going to be able to like do as many movements. Um, so a lot of people will ask, well, you know, do I need to do 12 exercises? Everyone says that this exercise is the best and that exercise is the best. How am I going to fit in 10 different exercises into a 45 minute training session? Well, you're not. And that's okay. You don't need to have a bunch of fancy schmancy little exercises in order to achieve the physique that you're looking for. It's actually, it's, it's generally the opposite. The compound lifts, the big movements, the big heavy movements are what's going to give you um, a lot of lean muscle mass. Um, it's going to make you really strong and a, a powerful moving person. So when you first start out lifting, um, you aren't, probably going to be able to do any more than three main exercises um, to start to get really good at. Also, you're, you're new to lifting. You're, you're, you're learning lifting movements. You're learning how to brace your core when you're doing a movement to protect your lower back. Um, it's okay to focus on a few key movements and get really good at those before for more advanced individuals, you know, maybe you were a previous athlete or you took um, a long break or hiatus from the gym and you, um, you know, just detrained de a little bit, but you're still very familiar with lifting. You don't want to do any more than like 10 movements is like a lot of movements in the gym. Um, and again, but still focusing on a few main lifts. Um, something to remember when you're making your training program is that you're you're going to want to do the main lift um, in, as a key part of your program over and over and over um, until you master them. And a lot of people will be like, oh, well, I feel like I've mastered this. Um, can we do something else? Or I feel like I mastered that. The reality is um, you are never going to really master something, you're, you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life um, just because there are so many nuances um, and improvements that can be made to 
everything in the gym, even for um, a very advanced lifter. That's why advanced lifters, uh, competitors still have trainers who are helping them improve and tweak this and and make that better or maybe address an injury there or get stronger here. Um, So I would rather you do movements and get to the gym consistently um, and enjoy the gym rather than either doing nothing um, or doing something irregularly. Really, that's like the bottom line. Like if you absolutely hate a movement and you refuse to do it, then don't do it. Um, or if you don't like it, I actually have one of those movements. And um, the more and more people I'm um, fitness professionals I'm meeting actually agree with me as well. If they were a previous athlete, it's kind of interesting. I hate doing barbell back squats. Um, I've kind of numbed it down to my central nervous system doesn't like them. I've had a million people uh, help me with form, um, with technique, with all these different things. But at the end of the day, I just don't feel good when I do them. Um, And I have a lot of negative effects rather than positive. And I can do them and I can do heavy barbell back squats, but I just don't like to have them in my training blocks. Um, And I would much rather at this stage in my life do something that Um, makes me really happy to go to the gym on my lower body days. So I'll do squat variations. Maybe it's a hack squat. Um, Maybe it's leg press. Um, I'm still getting those big movements in. I'm just not loading the very top of my spine um, and putting a lot of stress on my central nervous system. I found when I removed barbell back squats from my training blocks, I recovered better. I recovered faster. Um, I didn't get any knee pain and I was much better off. And so I I also saw my other lifts improve dramatically. Once I removed that from my training block, I went up in weight on everything else when it came to my lower body. But deadlifts, I can do those all day long. I absolutely love them. Hack squat, love um, all the different types of squats out there. I will do that. I'll do a front loaded squat um, with a barbell or like a front uh, loaded like goblet squat or dumbbell, something like that. Um, But something about the barbell back squat, not for me. Um, And actually, I had a a very awesome uh, football coach that I had met, really cool guy. Um, He also used to play football too. So he's a college football athlete, um, amazing human and individual. He was the same way. He was like, yeah, I have like boiled it down to like linear progression and um, my body was just not intended to have that type of um, really heavy load on my back and I'm okay with that. And he is one of the strongest, um, most at like athletically inclined people I know. And we both are like very on the same page. And the more people I meet and the more people I train, um, don't like it. It's uncomfortable, especially when you get to the point where you're lifting over 200 pounds. It's a lot to warm up to and load and deload and takes a lot of time. And if you don't have a lot of time in the gym, that's another big thing too. Um, deadlifts, once you're getting to like 300 pounds in the deadlifts, it's a lot to unload and deload by yourself. Um, just weights on the barbell itself. So that was a big digression. But all that to say, personalization of your program is really, really important for you to be happy with it, to enjoy it, and to do it consistently for a long period of time. Now, time. Great transition, Alexis. Um, how long should you do a program? You know, that's that's the first step in writing, actually physically writing out what your program is going to be is how long are we going to do this bitch? Um, at least four weeks minimum to do something. And then I would say if you're a beginner, you can do it as long as 12 or 16 weeks. Um, we, you know, again, we're trying to master movements um, and get stronger. So you need to start looking at training really from a yearly perspective, not a month-to-month perspective, Um, looking at how is my next year going to be um, blocked out for training? You know, am I going to do 
building here with a calorie surplus. And then I'm going to go into a little bit of a, a cut. You know, what is your year going to look like? Um, and that will really help define what the length of your training programs um, should look like. So um, what is the type of training that I do? Um, it is a type of training that was really popularized by Louis Simmons, um, RIP, uh, an amazing individual. I'm sad that I did not get to meet him in this lifetime. Um, but it's a, a training, um, uh, sorry, mind blank. It is called, um, the type of training that I recommend people do, um, and I do myself is conjugated periodization. Um, that's just a big fancy schmancy term, um, for a type of performance training, um, that, uh, can get you to your goals for most people. Um, you know, some people, who have different specific training goals will do something called linear periodization training um, or uh, there are thousands of different types of other block periodizations. Um, what else? There, There's lots of different training blocks that you can do basically um, and types of training, but we're going to focus on conjugated periodization. So if you're wanting to like Google, learn more, look up Louis Simmons. He's got amazing stuff. Um, and West Side Barbell is, um, was his gym, I believe his jam. Um, and it's again called conjugated periodization. So I am going to put this block, like this training examples, um, these training examples for two, three, and four days a week in the text of this podcast. I can also post it on social media as well on Instagram. Um, so that way you guys can have this um, and practice it. Um, no gatekeeping here. Or if you want to write it down while we're chatting on this podcast, you can do that as well. So We'll get into the little nuances of like a warm up and stretches and all those kinds of things in a second. Um, once we get into like more specialization, this is just talking about what the fuck should I even do for my training blocks in the gym. So if you're going to do two days a week, so two full body days, um, again, we're going to do whole full body and we're going to start off with something that is the putting the most stress on your body, which haha, it's a squat. Um, like I've said before, now, if you don't like the squat, there are lots of different variations. You could do hack squat, wh whatever suits your fancy. If you don't even want to do a barbell, um, you don't have to do a barbell. You could do leg press. Um, but barbell strength training is, super efficient and has a lot of scientifically backed research of its muscular um, positives. So just keep that in mind and tr give it a try if you never have. Um, so we would want you to start with um, doing the big compound movements first, like I said. So you'd start out with a squat and you'd want to do three working sets of eight reps. So what does that mean? All that means is once you're all warmed up, and ready to go and feel like you're ready to work your ass off, um, you're going to do one set. So one time under the barbell, you're going to go up and down eight times. And then you're going to take up rest. And then you're going to do it again. Take a rest and do it again. That's all that means. So three times eight is three sets of eight reps. Um, and that's kind of like the sweet spot, money spot for strength training to gain muscle. Um, that is where you kind of want to hang out around, um, which we'll also get into the nuances of that later in the podcast um, as well. So you've done that. You've rested, whatever. You're ready to move on. We're going to do a next exercise. I would recommend doing a Bulgarian split squat, three times six aside. Um, and the reps are a little bit lower because you're going each side. So it's going to feel like each set is a little bit longer. Um, and so a squat is considered um, a push movement because you are going um, from 
basically the push movement is from the ground. Lifting up is the most exertion in the squat. And actually, a Bulgarian split squat is considered a pull movement because most of the load is coming from um, pulling the weights off of the ground. Cool? So generally, generally, don't have to live by this religiously, Generally, in um, a program, you want to do a push-pull. So you'll start with a push movement, you'll go to a pull movement. Start, do another push movement, go to a pull movement. This will give you well-rounded training um, and help maximize your exertion um, and muscle building throughout the entire process. The next exercise I would recommend doing is a leg extension. Um, You could do two sets of 10, really exhaust your quads, um, at the end of that full body. So that's all the lower body you can do. And then the next exercise I would recommend is doing your bench press, um, which I would do three times eight again. Next exercise, overhead press three times eight. Next exercise, push-ups three times 10. And then you could end um, that full body day with some type of endurance training, right? So um, I would I always recommend doing dead bugs. They're phenomenal if you do them right. Um, and this would be a, a good time to do like a superset. So you, and a superset just means that you're doing two exercises back to back within the set instead of doing one exercise at a time. So you could do three sets of 20 dead bugs supersetted with one minute plank hold. Um, and I always recommend doing your ab work, uh, core work at the end of an exercise because your core is the thing that is foundationally going to protect um, your lower back um, and and your back health when doing those compound exercises. So you never want to start off with core um, because it is going to exhaust your core and put you at risk for greater injury. The second full body day um, that you could do and start out with, I would do a deadlift um, on that second day, make sure, making sure that you're taking rest in between both of those full body days. Again, I would start off with three sets of eight, and then you could go into a hip thrust. I would primarily recommend only doing a hip thrust if it's on a machine. Otherwise, it's just going to take a lot of time to set up a barbell hip thrust. Um, you could do three sets of 10. Um, then I would recommend going into a, re- uh, a deficit reverse lunge. So that's where you put a plate down, you have one foot on the plate, and you step lunge backwards. Really great for maximizing um, the glute usage for you ladies out there. And I would do three times eight aside. Then I would go into a bent over um, barbell row. Found fantastic compound movement if you aren't doing um, bent over barbell rows or any type of barbell row. It is really great for building rows are phenomenal in general for building awesome upper body strength and really getting those nice looking arms. So I would recommend doing three um, times at, at least eight if you want to push to 10. I, I see a lot of great results in um, going to eight and pushing two reps to failure for those just because usually grip strength kind of gives out with those. Um, before your back does. And then after that exercise, I would recommend doing like a dumbbell seated shoulder press, three sets of eight, um, do a lat pull down, three sets of 10. Again, I see a lot of times forearms will start burning and you can push that eight rep to 10 um, to really get to failure. And then again, you can end that set or that session with strength endurance. Again, I would recommend dead bugs always because most of us are lacking in core strength if we're sitting all day and superset that with a wall hold. Um, wall holds are phenomenal for 30 sec or for 90 seconds. And then you have your two full body days. You should feel fucking awesome and then do your steady state cardio walking, um, whatever you like to do throughout the week. Um, and that also helps with your recovery as well. Now, with that, people would be like, I don't know where to even start with my weights, blah, blah, blah. That's whatever. I would recommend to you that you can lift heavier than you think you can um, and go slow and start low. 
you can always up weight the next week. That's why I recommend people start their first week of their training block as a deload week while they're learning new movements um, and learning what weights are good for which exercises for them to start out. And all that a deload week is, is that you're not trying to push as hard as humanly possible, not trying to lift as hard. um, And it's just a place to start with your progression, which we'll talk about that again at the end of the podcast. Now, day three, what should that look like for your training blocks? What I would recommend, starting off again with your lower body day, um, you could start off with a power movement. I like um, honestly implementing power movements into the compound uh, movement. So for example, today for my deadlift training block, I started with um, a power deadlift. So I would um, do lower weights on the deadlift and try to move it as fast as possible. Um, That really has helped me learn how to move heavier weights quickly um, if that's the goal, right? And I'm just focusing on moving the heavy weight instead of focusing on growing like the, the long heads of muscles. If I'm focusing on an eccentric movement, which we're, again, we're going to talk about that at the end of the podcast, um, eccentric and, um, isometric and different things like that. Um, some people will, some trainers will recommend starting off with like a kettlebell swing as a, as a power movement. Um, if that's important to you and part of your training, great. That's a great way to advance your training, um, and see a lot more results from your lifting in the gym. But if not, if that's intimidating to you, then just get right into the movements after you warm up. Um, so because we're splitting and we're not doing full body, we don't need as much energy distributed throughout the workout. So what you can do is lift heavier on your respective split days, your lower and upper days. So on the lower day, I would recommend lifting heavier but for three sets of five, because you can push more and you're going to be doing more on the lower um, and not need to split your energy out across the entirety of the workout. So we're going to deadlift for three sets of five. Then again, I would recommend a hip thrust for three sets of eight. Um, And then after that, again, I would still recommend a deficit reverse lunge for three sets of eight aside. Um, and then new movement here, good mornings. Um, if you don't like good mornings or have a hard time doing them because your core is weak and you feel it in your lower back or you have a hard time with the form, um, you could do a Romanian deadlift instead with dumbbells. And I would um, recommend doing three sets of eight to 10. And then you can end that um, block with strength endurance. Again, I would recommend dead bugs, three sets of 20 with um, three sets of a 90 second. You could do hip thrust hold or again, a wall hold as well. That's a great block to start. Again, for a beginner to mid person, you could do that for 12 weeks and get a phenomenally strong um, deadlift and um, hip thrust and see a lot of results there. Um, You could also switch out the deadlift with the squat um, on on your full body day. If you're wanting to switch those around, you could as well. This is just my preference because like I preemptified, I don't particularly like a squat. I would much rather deadlift. Um, And I would say a lot of people really struggle with... um, having a strong back because they're hunched over all day um, and they don't particularly focus on a strong back, especially a lot of men in the gym want to focus on muscles that they can see in the mirror. So they'll focus on biceps or chest um, and things like that and really neglect their back. So you'll see someone have like these big built shoulders and they're rounded over because they've got this huge like frontal front loaded physique, Um, but then they can't do a pull up or they can't pull a lot on a deadlift or they have skinny legs because they're really just doing bench press all day long, um, which we don't want that. We want to be a well-rounded lifter. So then for your upper of the three-day block, I would do like 
again, a bent over bar, uh, barbell row, three sets of eight, go heavy on that. I would do lat pull down, three sets of 10, dumbbell seated shoulder press, supersetted with maybe a rear delt shoulder raise. Um, that would be really challenging um, and make you feel tired um, in your arms. And then I do bicep curls um, to end with three sets of eight, um, supersetted maybe with a tricep push down. Um, and that would be a really great, like mild upper session. And I would again, try and push hard and heavy on the two big main movements, which is the barbell row and the lat pull downs. And eventually those two movements could get you to, um, pull-ups if you could and wanted to include those as well. But most people can't start off um, in the gym being able to do a pull-up out of the rip, which is totally normal and okay. And then I would finish off your last training block of your three-day set with your full body doing squats, and I would go heavy here. Um, I'd do three sets of three, really heavy, um, and focus on maintaining great form um, and then follow that up with Bulgarian split squats. I do three sets of six a leg. A lot of people hate Bulgarian split squats. I think it's really great to include exercises that challenge you, so I wouldn't take those out. And then you could do a leg extension um, like for your quads focused, three sets of 10 to really finish out um, that last bit of leg energy that you may have. And then I would go straight into the bench with um, three sets of at least five. Um, and then you could do an underhand um, grip cable pull. So where you go um, to the cable machine and you go from the bottom, you set the cables to the very bottom and pull upward to get um, your upper pecs going. And I do three sets of eight. And then finish it off with tricep pushdowns, making sure you're doing those slow and low and controlled. Um, three sets of eight with seated lateral raises, three sets of 10. Um, you should really be struggling that day, pushing yourself as hard as possible. So now talking about a four-day split, which is my favorite um, training block to do um, specifically too for people who are mid to advanced. Maybe, like I've said, they've been a previous athlete. They didn't maybe focus on lifting before um, or something like that. This would be where I would really get down into the nitty gritty of training and really focus on going beyond exercising. And this is going to be your very specific training block. So starting out with a lower day, we do some power movement, power exercises to begin with. Um, you could do a kettlebell swing, um, anything there. Um, and again, you could switch all these days up depending on what you like. I like starting off the week with a deadlift because that's the movement I preference. You could start off your week with squats, whatever lower movement you want to start off with and prioritize for your performance goals do that. So starting off with a power movement that's going to get you going. Again, I said my preference for the deadlift would be just in the deadlift warm-up itself, um, doing a power movement there by lifting the bar as fast um, and as accurately as possible. Um, and then I do a deadlift of three sets of five heavy. And again, when I say heavy, the last set should be fucking murder, kill, hard, dying, need to lay down on the ground. Um, that is the only way you're going to grow. And again, we're going to talk about progressive overload in just a second. Um, then after the deadlift, I would go into a hip thrust, three sets of eight, um, then a deficit reverse lunge, three sets of eight aside. Good mornings are honestly one of my favorites. Um, but again, you could exchange that for Romanian deadlifts with uh, dumbbells if that's really challenging for you, three sets of 10, and get into strength endurance. Um, again, I really like uh, dead bugs supersetted with maybe like a hip thrust hold or a wall hold um, or some other type of endurance training. And, and endurance training is just having to do something with higher reps and having to endure 
throughout the higher reps. Higher reps are always going to be considered endurance because it sucks, it's longer, it's harder, you're not focusing primarily on being as strong as possible, but doing something longer um, and having to have that longevity rather than strength in a shorter time period. For your upper day, we're going to start with a bench press. Um, if you don't like a barbell bench bench press, it's actually gr- good and a great substitute or recommendation to do a dumbbell bench press because of a stability piece in there. If you're doing dumbbell bench presses correctly, arguably they can be considered to be more technically challenging than a bench press just because of the lack of stability there. You really have to focus on um, using all of your muscle groups to stabilize under the dumbbells rather than a barbell. You have lots of more points of leverage for stability rather than the dumbbell. Just something to consider that I I like to throw in training sessions for advanced lifters. If they feel like they've maxed out on the bench press, we'll swap in um, some dumbbell bench movements so that they can really have to focus on micro movement of stability um, and um, ability there. The second movement, again, I do something with cable pulls, um, three sets of eight. Then I do a tricep pushdown, or if most guys can do tricep dips, are a great compound movement to include as well, um, three sets of eight. Tricep dips, though, if you're doing correctly. I, I rarely see people do tricep dips correctly because they are challenging, and you do have to have a pretty significant shoulder range of motion there. Um Then I do an overhead press. You could also substitute a dumbbell press. That's the same kind of stability commentary that I would have there. A dumbbell press, you would have to go a little bit lighter in weight, but it's going to offer a bigger stability um, component, three sets of eight. After that, I would do a leaning lateral raise with um, cables, which are phenomenal. If you haven't done them before, they will help really build and shape out great looking shoulders. I do eight aside three times. You can finish out um, with some strength endurance of maybe doing planks. A weighted plank would be really great as well with 15 push-ups supersetted. The next lower body day, I would start out again with um, some type of explosive movement to really get used to what the explosive movement under the bar is going to feel like with your squat. So maybe you could start with a jump squat, doing three sets of two. The idea there is not to exhaust you, um, but is to get that muscle memory um, tuned in and ready to get explosive under the bar, pushing a really heavy weight. So there I would recommend doing three sets of five to six for the heavy squat. Um, And then after that, you could do a Bulgarian split squat, three sets of six aside, and you can finish off with a leg press as well, three sets of eight and do a leg extension, three sets of 10 to um, finish out all of that leftover energy you might have um, and really blaze up those quads, strength, endurance, I would really do wall holds. I I love wall holds. Um, and again, superset that with some dead bugs to really focus on fine-tuning your core and getting um, in tune to how your core should feel when you're bracing under a barbell or lifting a barbell. Um, then your last upper day for the four-day training block would be um, your back. So primary, you could do your bent-over barbell row there. Um, or a seated row, really heavy, um, and then do lat pull down, um, three sets of 10, a dumbbell seated shoulder press supersetted with a rear delt shoulder raise, um, and then finish off with some bicep curls supersetted with a tricep press down. I would, as you continue to get advanced in that training block, include pull-ups into that. So you could start off with pull-ups and then go into your barbell row or vice versa. Um, That is going to help you build a really solid back. Um, Or you could take out the lat pull-downs and do pull-ups instead. Um, That's going to help you build really foundational back and some really shredded arms after you go through a deficit, obviously to, to reveal your muscles, but it's going to build up some really beautiful arms for you there. Again, thinking about compound movements and prioritizing those. 
Woo, we're getting towards an hour. Are you still with me? Um, here, people might want to drop off because I'm going to start to get kind of technical. Um, and it's going to be super fun. So I might actually what I'm going to do is for all of you beautiful peeps out there, I'm going to stop the episode here as a part one um, to building your perfect training program for yourself and understanding training as a whole. And then we're going to do a part two um, to really talk about the different advanced technical terms um, and nuances of training within that block. Um, and this is going to really help you perfect that training block that we just talked about. Again, I'm going to put all of that um, into text form into the podcast notes. So you have it right there and you can literally hit the gym tomorrow with that free training program from me, myself, and I. If you are looking for advanced technical training um, with strength performance and um, looking to lose fat maybe in the new year as a new initiative for yourself, I am open to new clients now. Um, so please go on my um, Instagram I'll also provide the link in the podcast as well. Um, fill out the form for training and we can get you on a free consultation, talk about your goals and a payment plan that works best for you and get you um, living your best life and getting you your perfect physique um, and having the best like rest of physique of your life. Okay. I know I just said that, but I want you to get what you're, you're wanting and looking for. So, um, next part of the episode, we'll do a two part episode posted, uh, today and look out for that of the advanced technical terms to really deep dive, continue into, um, designing your program for you and what that looks like. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I hope you have the best personalized program ever on the face of the earth ready to go um, for your four to 12 week training block in the new year. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.